Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, guys. We are here with our Hollywood Life podcast, and we've got a very special, and I think she's sober, guest. <laughs> At least right now, though, she does have a bottle of something in front of her. Um, that would be Hannah Hart, host, two times best-selling New York Times author, and about to be third yeah. best because she has brought in her new book, My Drunk Kitchen Holidays. And she also has a very successful YouTube site called My Drunk Kitchen. And I'm here also with Ali Stagnita, my co-host, and our silent producer, Nick. <laughs> Welcome, Hannah. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. And the... Uh... Thank you uh, for um, that really just resounding introduction. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening, I, I will it. clarify, I'm in fact drinking water in emergency. <laughs> yes. Um, but wouldn't it be fun? It would yes, be. Yes, that's would right. Be. We, we should have had, we should have really had some booze here. Start taking some shots bright and early. No, I think that's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hannah and I are both drinking emergency right now because she just walked literally off a plane. She has been on this book tour promoting um, her new book. And so she just walked off a plane from Boston. I had a long weekend at a wedding, and so she and I were, were in recovery. You guys should be clunking, like clunk. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cheers, Hannah. Cheers, Cheers to Cheers. us. Okay. Well, so um, we do. So you do give up being drunk at times, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's so funny because uh, you know I got my start online um, back in March of 2011. So before the YouTube space even had the idea of a YouTube star, I was lucky enough to be part of that entrepreneuring generation of pioneers that helped build the digital space into what it is today. Well, I certainly hope they've thanked you, too. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that the thanks comes from having a, a full career. I mean, I've had a TV show on Food Network. Mm -hmm. We've made three movies. I've, I've sold two books, one of which buffering my memoir about mental health um, and, and homelessness and the system in America and my family's experience um, was a great privilege. And so it's so funny that this video I made is a joke for a friend led to being able to accomplish really the goals and dreams I had for my life. You know, well, it, that's, it's really inspirational <laughs> to totally. think that you can do something funny and creative and kind of offhand and have that turn into a career. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you really, I mean, when, when that did go viral, how did you decide to use your platform and, and kind of what steps did you take to use your platform to then skyrocket into everything that you wanted to create it into. Can I just ask first, like, yeah. whatever made you do that video? It's the most hilarious video for anybody who hasn't seen it. Oh. Hannah Hart, her original My Drunk Kitchen um, video where she's actually drinking wine and trying to make a grilled cheese sandwich without funny. the cheese. And look, it was a shocking surprise <laughs> for us all. You know, um, I was a, you know, I had just graduated from school. That's like 2009. So the market had crashed. Oh, um, that was terrible. It was really that terrible. That was a really, really bad time. It was. So I was part of the generation of the overeducated and underemployed. Mm. So um, I got a degree in English lit and Japanese language from UC Berkeley. 
and I couldn't find work. Um, So I took a part-time proofreading job here in New York. I was sleeping on friends' couches. And literally, the first My Drunk Kitchen was made because I was chatting with my friend because my sister had just gotten me a white MacBook, like that white MacBook. Mm-hmm. And I was chatting with my friend and she was, you know, she missed me and she was like, I really miss when you would like get drunk and cook, man. I was like, dude, I got this fancy new laptop. I'm gonna get drunk and cook right now. <laughs> so I recorded it 45 minutes into photo booth, imported into iMovie, uh-huh. cut it up. And <clears throat> I still have the email that says like, hey, I made you this. And at the time it was called Buddy Oh Shit. Um, <laughs> so there was no plan to skyrocket because there was nothing to skyrocket to. And I'm really grateful for that because I was never brave enough to pursue entertainment. You mm-hmm. know, it didn't seem like a practical career. It seemed like uh, I had responsibilities, taking care of my family. So I went after a real job. Um, right. So then when it went viral by 2011 standards, which is a couple hundred thousand views, uh, it, it just was like, oh, my God, do I have a chance to have like a creative outlet? So like three, five weeks later, I posted another one and I was like, people are here. And I posted another one like six weeks after that. And it was super, super slow. And I had a job and I worked full time or part time. Mm. This is the proofreading job. Mm -hmm. I call it white collar mining. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think that if if YouTube had been what it is today, I don't think I would have ever even uploaded a video. Because that's how scared and... You would have been too intimidated. Very, you know? So I I was really lucky because I got to do what I love to do, which is building things. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it turned into building what YouTube is. And did you actually make a few dollars from doing that first video? No. So they didn't even have advertising. They did. I mean... Yes, a few. I uh, <laughs> like all twenty five bucks, mm-hmm, <laughs> literally. In all of two thousand eleven, I made eighteen thousand dollars. That's my tax return for two thousand eleven. Eighteen thousand dollars. That's with my part time job selling T shirts and YouTube. But I think I was making maybe like two hundred dollars total from YouTube that year. Wow. I know the idea that people really just were so excited to be able to have a platform with a right, voice to like, be able to express themselves. Yeah. How nice is that? couple hundred thousand strangers watching your video. You're making them laugh. Who needs the money Who part? needs money? Right. Right. And it was easy because, I don't know, I just don't believe in building mansions in other people's backyard. So even in the get-go, I was always trying to diversify my income. It was like, okay, it's never going to be just one thing. We're going to sell T-shirts. I'm going to do appearances. Maybe I'll do a live thing. You know, move to L.A., get management, do the whole thing. So I write about it in Buffering for those curious. Right. Um, but, yeah, that eight-year span, that's – that's what made it what it is today, and I'm, I couldn't be happier. Now, just like what Ali asked you, like how did it? How did though you take the steps from the eighteen thousand, uploading these videos every few weeks, having fun doing it, but still having to proofread? How did you go? <laughs> well, from- it, it paid off because I'm a pretty good writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was gonna say. Well, you, that you know, good background. I know, I know. But how did that? Like, what were the steps to it actually? turning into all of the various ways you've been able to express yourself and having a really successful career? Um, Phenomenally boring business talk, but you can read all about it in Buffering. I am here to celebrate. I am here in New York because I'm so excited about my new book, My Drug Kitchen Holidays. If the first My Drug Kitchen book was all about your 20s and kind of like struggling and surviving, getting through the end of your 20s, this second one is about thriving. It's about my 30s and it's about life as an adult. You know, and I loved because you and I spoke at Blog Her mm-hmm. um, about just how what, great was Blog Her. So great, great so fun, loved such it. great vibes. I'm very proud of them because when I thought of Blog Her, I remembered like some random conference in like yeah. the bottom of a hotel. 
Yeah, you and know. now they've really expanded right to the conference space, and in they have windows. And and windows. <laughs> big windows, exactly, exactly. exactly. Um, so we spoke about just how holidays, especially if you're part of the LGBTQ plus community, can be a really daunting time. And so you've brought this kind of light and funness, funness. That's not a word, you're good, um, man. But <laughs> just really, you know, a fun way of entertaining um, to, to this book is. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Yeah. You know, the holidays, <clears throat> it's funny, it's ironic because fall is my favorite season. Mm. But fall is always punctuated by these reminders that the holidays are coming. Mm. Like, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Right, they're nonstop Where reminders. are you going to be? What are you going to do for Christmas? Are we doing dinner at your place? Who's hosting the Seder? It's like all this stuff, mm. and you're just like, ah! Uh, but fall's my favorite season. And I always feel like I miss fall, not only because I live in Los Angeles, but <laughs> because of that constant, that picking, you yeah. know? So I wanted to explore the holidays and learn how to celebrate. Because learning how to pause and appreciate and celebrate is something that I've had to learn later in life. Mm -hmm. I only well, it's know also how to be very like, stressful. Yeah. Because, and I think that's why a lot of people don't enjoy it, because as well as people asking all these questions, a lot of people, you know, don't get along great with their families, yeah. especially now when there's so much, like, uh, so many divides in families. And also, if you don't have people to celebrate with, you don't yeah. have a family or a close family or you're just across the country. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. tough. It can, be, it can be tough and it could be a really lonely time. Yeah. And I think you really hit the nail on the head. This is why I wanted to make... Um, a holiday cookbook that's all 12 months of the year, obviously with a big mm. focus in the fall, but as really like a self-help and like a guide to being like, this is how, here are ways I conserve my energy. Here are things I do throughout the year to take care of myself so that by the time I get to January again, I haven't spent every last drop, mm. you know, because that's the way I've always done the holidays is just like push, 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 push. Right. And it's like, oh, it's December. Oh, it's the worst, most busy month. <laughs> and then it's January and you're suddenly supposed to be like, Dieting. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the first opener of the book as I talk about what, can I cuss? BS. Of course. What mm -hmm. BS it is to start the year with things about yourself that you'd want to change. Instead, mm. the first essay starts with this, this other perspective of when you reflect on the year, think about moments that made you really happy. And your resolution, like let's say it was like I went to an outdoor concert, you know? Your resolution is this year I'm going to go to two outdoor concerts. Not anything, not no pressures, no burdens, just ways to bring more joy, more joy right. into your life. And goals that are attainable so then you don't feel like crap when yeah. you don't, you know, reach them. And then, hey, guess what? Maybe, you know, you go to two outdoor concerts, three, you start to feel more energetic with your newfound energy. You find that you're spending more time outside, which is better for your health. And boom, maybe mm -hmm. you hit your weight loss goal accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and in addition to your essays, you have obviously some recipes. I call them suggestipes. Suggestipes. Yeah. How did you come up with them? How did you how did you cho choose for this book? And are these things that you all that you you've been making for quite a while? Nope. Um, so <laughs> I've never made any of them. They're from my brain box. Uh, I will say the month of November has four. This is the first time I've actually published recipes as meant to follow. Like okay. the month of November are. Oh, our, you mean we have to wait? We have to ignore all the previous recipes? Pretty much. Oh. Don't worry. There's a big disclaimer at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> well, they're more suggestive pieces. It's like, hey, here are the basics of making a blintz. First, you make a crepe. You don't know how to make a crepe? Go find out and come back to me and we'll keep going because that's the first step, you know? Oh, yes. But, um, so anyway, the real recipes uh, for November are what me and my fiance, Ella, uh, what we made. We hosted our first Thanksgiving for family, not a Friendsgiving. Mm. We had family come over and we fed them. 
and we crushed it. <laughs> I made an Excel sheet with times and temperatures. Oh my God. <laughs> and she pulled up all her dreams and was like, I want to do all these things. So the recipes were so good. It's so funny you mentioned the green bean casserole because uh, everyone was poo-pooing on green bean casserole. And Ella was like, I really want to try and make it from scratch. Not from a can. Yeah, because that's frozen. a classic. And right. it was delicious. And everybody asked her for it. Wait, so you didn't use like the soup that, from the can? Yeah, man. Fresh. No, they did. No, we did right? not. No. no, you didn't. Okay, let's mm -hmm. see. I'm telling you. How okay. did you do it? Right did you cook or does she cook too? Well, she cooks because I. it's it's an interesting dynamic because Ella No, they is, did cream. Real cream. Yeah, well, Real we made cream. a bechamel, yeah. if you yeah. really want to know. It's like a mushroom bechamel and then right. mixing Real it mushrooms. Yeah. Real mushrooms, not Real canned mushrooms. Real mushrooms. Real green beans. And it was so fucking good. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it was great. So the dynamic in the kitchen between you two, what is this like? Um, Ella loves to... Be like she reads her blogs every Sunday. She reads like like when we go on vacation, she will like read the newspaper, which I also do. Like she and, really. And what does Ella do? Ella is, um, I guess she's director of co video content at BuzzFeed. Oh, cool. So, so yeah. you're kind of you, you've got relatable. Oh yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We do. But we're both bosses, so we could never work together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Important to know that. Right. Well, that's a little tough in the kitchen. Too. And that's a little tough in the kitchen <laughs> because I'm the kind of person who's just like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't ever get excited to try and make something new. It really intimidates me. I like to make the familiar. I like to make, this is what I know. Um, that's where the drinking comes in, just to <laughs> take the edge off. Um, but Ella will like read an article and then think, I'm going to make that. And sometimes it's amazing. Like she has a grilled peach summer salad Ooh. with pine nuts. It's just insane. And that she sounds just, good. She crushes it every time. Or like the other night where she made um, a single pan roast chicken thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And I just suggested that maybe the chicken needed to be cooked longer uh -oh. than what had been presented to eat. <laughs> oh, raw chicken. Well, Rawish. <laughs> Rawish, yeah. pinkish. Rawish raw is a little bit dangerous. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I just went and, you know, and Ella's family, they're um, Latin American. Her dad's from Brazil. Her mom's Mexican American. So she's immediately like going off on the white people like to dry out their food thing. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yes. And in my head, I'm like, I just really need to cook this chicken more. So I'm like, yes, it's me. Just being so white. Uh, <laughs> right. You know what? I'll also cook yours more, too. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, like, I also am going on this book tour and cannot get salmonella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just in general, I don't think I can get salmonella. Yeah, totally yeah. true. Not a good idea. No, that, that would be something you want to avoid. Yeah. So yeah. that could be a disclosure. So you're both bossy in the kitchen. Bosses, not bosses. 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 <laughs> Direct. I, I think I really appreciate when people say... If someone's like, you're being too direct or it's overly direct or that, like, I think that bossy is such a like one of those words people use to take you down a peg when really they just can't handle that you're an alpha. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Yeah. So but, be like, it, is but, this too direct? Let yeah. me be clear again. I, I it needs just, to be like this. I, I might disagree about that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It might be a generation thing. Yeah. It's like, I hear yeah. the word bossy and it, to me it's a put down. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm well, a boss. I've just met people that are really bossy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, was not expecting that. You're right. There are some people yeah. who are just bossy. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Not well, just like, I'm bossy. Yeah. yeah. And they're all, they are often family members. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's and their way or the highway. A lot of the book focuses also on talking about communication because it's just like so... I fortunately grew up um, with a family that's mentally ill, so I had to learn how to communicate with people, mm. and I had to like go to therapy and do all this stuff because I needed to pretend I was a normal human out here. So uh, all those tips and tricks I just put in this book, so now you guys know how to communicate. And around the holidays, it's so important to communicate because right? the tensions are just so high because everyone is so stressed and, and anxious. And when you have a partner, or you you know you get married or whatever you want to do, you have not only your family and all its shit, you have their family and all their shit and now the third most important family which is something our couples therapist really pounded into our heads and we get it is that this family is the most important one this mm. unit is what needs to be maintained so we are the household what do we need and after that question is answered then it's like okay so what's the extra what extra energy do we have do we want to travel like what do we need to do and from there, we make all the family decisions in terms of what we will even offer for the holidays, wow. which is hard. But, man, it makes you love your family more because you're not pushing yourself past your own boundaries. Yeah. How do you communicate that with those extras? I mean, and if whether they're understanding or not, does that necessarily matter if you have this unit? The hardest part is this part, mm -hmm. you know? So would you say that the book... It as a, is not, it's like it sort of presents as a cookbook, My Drunk Kitchen Holidays, How to Savor and Celebrate the Year, but it's not a classic recipe book. It's sort of a, uh, how would you say? It's like a therapeutic. I would say it's a self-help, self help cookbook. <laughs> it's, you know what it is? It's a spoonful of sugar. Aww. You know, that's what, that's what it is because... You know, Buffering was a really heavy, but it was also very lighthearted and funny, but excellent book. The memoir I wrote before this one. And I really wanted to return to My Drunk Kitchen because when I look at the My Drunk Kitchen, the first cookbook, A Guide to Eating, Drinking, and Going with Your Gut, I see me in my 20s. You know, I don't see me today. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to update the My Drunk Kitchen catalog to like, hey, that kid survived. This kid's thriving. You know, that, that kind of vibe. I love that. And would you say that in terms of the holidays, that the drunk part is still important or yeah. not? Yeah, I mean, like it's hard having, relaxing. Is it important as you cook to have those drinks for everybody? I mean, you know, it's hard because alcohol is so abused in this country. And mm -hmm. like my family's got a history of alcoholism. Like we have alcoholics in the family. Um, and in your 30s, there's an essay on Just Because Day that talks about, hey, you're in your 30s. Some of your friends maybe shouldn't drink at all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe you need to slow down. Maybe, like, maybe, like, just like yeah. that check in, because you're in your 30s, you're not in your 20s. You're just, you're growing up. So, yes, I do, like, definitely there's alcohol involved. Um, but in my mind, the alcohol is just what enables people to let their guard down enough to listen, you know? And, like, um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know if you should drink at family activities because that's when people get crazy. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I have the the Italian in me. And so while we, you know, there's always that saying, I love to cook with wine. Sometimes I even put it in the, the food. food. Yeah. You know, like that's definitely my go-to. Yeah. Um, but 
also agree that sometimes you're like, okay, well, it's a Tuesday night and I'm just cooking myself dinner. Do I really have to have a drink right now? Yeah, well, yes, I do. Who is <laughs> that? <laughs> That's the, the best wait, kind of night. Who was the very famous chef? She was like, a female chef. Julia Giles? Yeah. yeah. She was always drinking. She was. She had a little bit of the brandy. She was pretty funny. And there was also like the galloping gourmet. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. You saw that? Uh, I didn't see it, but someone, when I first got my start, uh, was saying, oh, have you ever heard of the show? It's, it was from like yeah. the 70s. So yeah, like it was, just no, it was a really time. big show. I know. And then I saw like a like, I couldn't. And he find- was always drinking. Yeah, yeah, he was. It was, yeah. Uh, but the, all I saw was like an image and I didn't see it, you know? I still got to remember to look it up. Yeah. yeah. My problem with drinking while I cook mm. is that. I enjoy it, but by the time dinner's ready, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the thing, right? Everything in moderation, even moderation. Even. You know, but yeah. it's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just get, I've like, you've done all that work. Yep. It's especially for Thanksgiving when you're doing so many dishes. Oh, yeah. And then you're cooking all day, yeah. and you're having, like, a little sip. Even mm-hmm. if you're not, like, drinking heavily, you're having a sip here, there. And, well, also, you've been cooking all day. You're exhausted. I know. Right? That's what uh, always happens to us. Yeah. We all pass out yeah. at dinner. Hey, you know, it's better if your body wants to go to sleep, just let it. Just go to sleep. That's why there's couches. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's couches a living room right next to the dining room. I will say, I do love to have drinks with my aunts. My Aunt Miriam is a very, very, very funny. It's my dad's sister. And, uh... I think it's okay to drink when you're surrounded by people that you don't have like deep seated secret issues with. <laughs> right. Or underlying issues that yeah. could come out. It's good to, I, I always say like some of my friends, because even they, like how you said, when you get to your 30s and you're like, should I be drinking so much? They will text me or we'll text each other and she's like, is it okay if I have a glass of wine right now? I'm like, are you drinking because you're sad? Are you drinking because you want to get drunk? Are you drinking, you know, run through the checklist. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, have a drink, you yeah. know, don't overthink it as much. But it's it's good to be something that you're thoughtful with. Exactly. Definitely we self-medicate in this country a lot. Absolutely. And not everyone's an addict, but it doesn't mean that not everyone has a drinking problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it might, it might not be addiction, but right. it might be something that you don't want it to have so much control. Right. You know? Right. Um, Good advice from 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 the done. drunk kitchen. Yeah. I know, right? I mean. Before we um, wrap up here, you know, we talked a little bit before about how you are an advocate and you use your platform um, to obviously spread a really positive message, but also educate your followers. Mm. Um, what are you focusing on right now? In addition to your book going into the holiday season, um, you know, just some messages that you wanted to to share. Hey, everybody. This is Vanna <laughs> Hart with some messages I just wanted to share. Um. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Be honest with yourself and be kind to yourself this holiday season. That's my wish for you. Okay. And you have another big event, though, coming up, don't you? Yeah. I have an event tonight in Brooklyn. No. Further. Wait. Yeah. I'm getting married. Exactly. Getting Congratulations. Married. Like, yes, Brooklyn tonight. Is this live? <laughs> oh. Can we go? Is it tonight, yeah, your wedding? Tonight in Bro- no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, our wedding's not in Brooklyn tonight. 
or is it? <laughs> because I seem to have seen some videos of or pictures of you trying on some beautiful jumpsuits. Oh, and you are your, in for a treat. And your partner trying on some incredible gowns. I know. It turns out yeah. we're beautiful women. <laughs> You really are. I know. You both look fabulous. Oh, thank you. Well, look forward to um, Did later. Did you choose your outfits? Later this week, I will be actually releasing the video of that whole experience. Yay. So you if you guys want to. So are you previewing what you actually are going to wear? Yeah, I guess the answer will be online. And if you want to watch, you can find out at youtube.com slash harto, H-A-R-T-O. That's the name of my channel. Uh, but I'm also across the board at the internet on all your favorite entertainer providers at harto, <laughs> H-A-R-T-O. <laughs> You know, Instagram, Twitter, they're great. And they're when great. when's the wedding? Is it in the spring? It's in May, yeah. Oh, in May. Okay, well, that's Beautiful. a really nice time yeah. to have it. We had a two-year engagement. Look, you and I, we could talk all day, so we got to let these people go. It's right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So everybody, if you are now ready, because you should be, you can pick up My Drunk Kitchen Holidays. It's available now, right? Yep. You can get it, I'm sure, online. On Amazon. Yeah. You can go to hannahart.com slash book and find it at any books, a million, Target, etc. Or you can walk to your local bookstore and then demand they order it, which is my preference. Oh, yeah. I like that. Why not? Yeah. Keep the local bookstores alive. <laughs> yes, that's a very, very good point. Listen, Barnes & Noble is like a local bookstore these days. I mean. I mean, they are under duress. It's true. So, yeah, keep go to going. a bookstore and buy, buy this. Book. Great Thanks book. for coming, Anna. Thanks for having Thank me. you. I'm right. definitely going to try the green bean recipe as <laughs> well should. as the latkes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank come you. back and see us again. I will. Bye. Bye. Bye.